Amen. Happy Mother's Day. How many of you became a mother this year? Just this year. Brand new mom. You... Lee, Lee, okay. Have one brand new mother. How many of you, how many of you have multiple kids? Kind of say, I signed me up. Okay, we got three people. There's more kids than that that's in here. I mean, how many people got multiple kids in the house? Amen. Happy Mother's Day. It is a blessing today uh, to have you with us. And I want to share some few things. I know a lot of you have some plans. And, you know, I'm always mindful of your dinner plans. <laughs> I know you have family that's traveled in today. I will try to be mindful of that. But I, uh, I've got a few things I want to read uh, to you, some, just some quotes or sayings. Um, that I've uh, looked up, and I want to share some with you. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte said this, Let France have good mothers, and she'll have good sons. Think about that in just a minute. If you got good mothers, you'll have good sons. Now, uh, I, I, I like to look at my son's good cause of me. That's really not true that much. <laughs> Elizabeth Stone said this, Making the decision to have a child is momentous. It is to decide forever to have your heart go walking around outside of your body. And I believe that. I mean, you just have so much love for your kids. It's just like, wow, it's just an amazing thing. Life is just, it's just a miracle. Birth to me is a miracle from, from God. And you have been blessed to have a child it's just amazing. Um, James Russell Lowe said this, The best academy is a mother's knee. Think about that. I learned a lot of stuff from my mother. Not necessarily on her knee, but the back end. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was corrected a lot uh, as a young child. I was slow to learn. Uh, but I eventually caught on. Amen. But uh, I, I see. <laughs> I spoke to my mother this morning and, and um, just to see how she was doing. And she said, I'm doing good. And she reaffirmed that, uh, that she did a good job on me. If I didn't turn out right, it was my fault. So, <laughs> Phyllis Diller said it this way. And this is, the, this is my favorite of all times. I want my children to have all the things that I couldn't afford. And then I'm going to move in with them. I said, yes, Lord, that's what I want. I want everything I didn't have, and then I'm moving in. Amen? Be like grandparenting. Another anonymous writer, author, wrote this. A worried mother does better research than the FBI. My mother knew I was going to do stuff before I did it. I could leave the house, and my mother would say, now, don't go do this, this, and this. I'm thinking, how she know that? She was full of the Holy Ghost, amen? Of course, then she just knew me. <laughs> and lastly, an anonymous author wrote this. The way I feel, if the kids are still alive when my husband gets home from work, I have done my job. <laughs> amen. I know some of you mothers have a tough time, and it's just like if they're just still breathing just a little, we're good, amen. Uh, I, I am reminded we were on our trip 
to uh, Colorado this past year, and it was one of those long days, and, uh, and Lexi and the baby, uh, Levi, they, you know, he was tough. You hear me? One of them tough days. You hear what I'm saying? And you're tired, and we got to the room, and just kids couldn't be calmed down, and everybody, all the adults were fussy. Andrew, you ever been around that? You know, you know what I'm talking about. And just fussy and everything. And Ethan's in the in the doorway, and he he steps out and he stops and he says, "You know, I just realize I'm a long ways from needing kids." <laughs> so I said, "Buddy, you're in for a ride. Just hang on. Amen. Amen." So. But we are glad you're here today on Mother's Day. <clears throat> Mother's Day is always special. Uh, I think it becomes more special when you lose your mother, that maybe I've been here a long time and I've lost some very dear friends of mine that I felt like were mothers that weren't necessarily my, my biological mother but very close to me. And uh, I still have my, my mother, and so I'm very blessed in some of you um, are experiencing today some hurt and some of the pain and the, maybe this is your first Mother's Day without your mother and the first Mother's Day that you will, won't be able to pick up that phone and call her and tell her how much you love her. And, uh, so I want to encourage you, if you still have your mother here, please do that. Let them know. Put, a, put aside differences. and uh, it, Those are minor things in the scope of eternity. Just put those aside and make amends if, you, if at all possible. Um, you know, as I was reading, I, I, I've always, uh, I, I don't really like specialized days. I don't like really preaching on Mother's Day or Father's Day or some of those uh, specialized days uh, because you're kind of limited sometimes to the scope where you want to go. But as I was reading Scripture today, or you know, today when I put this message together this morning, uh, no. um, as I was reading, I, I, be, I read... Um, Luke chapter 1. So if you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 1. And I'm going to start down at the end of verse 40, uh, at the end of chapter 1, around verse 46. And I want to be encouraging today to our mothers. I want you to start seeing yourself as blessed. I mean, a lot of mothers right now, we're in a time where if you're, you know, we got the, the um, I don't know, a bunch of the feminist groups. We st- you know, that, that say women are the same as men and men are the same as women. And they try to make no differential, um, uh, they make a, a case where we're no different. And that is just not true. God gave women a role and he gave men a role. And when you get outside of the role that God has designed for us, then, then, we, then we're, that's where the confusion and the chaos and the dysfunction comes in to, to our lives. And so I believe, according to Scripture, that women, you ought to call yourself blessed. You are blessed. Mothers are blessed people. Amen? And let's look at Scripture. Luke one forty six says this. Uh, and Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he who has regarded this lowly state of his maidservant... Listen to what Scripture says. She, at some point in her life, I believe according to Scripture, she didn't view herself as worthy because she refers to herself. She has, he has seen this lowly maidservant, this state of where I have been. But look how her verbiage changes as she begins to read. Now, you know what led up to this. She has become pregnant with Jesus 
Uh, she didn't know uh, what he was going to turn out to be like. She just knew he was going to be something great. She had heard the, had the word of the, of the Lord from, uh, from an angel. And she's going to visit a cousin named Elizabeth. And she shows up. And that's where this story actually picks up. And it says uh, in the latter parts of verse 48, it says, For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Something changed in her thought process from a lowly idea of who she was to from this point on, everybody's going to call me blessed. That's the way we ought to feel when we get saved. Well, we ought to think, man, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored of the Lord. God has good plans for me. It's what His Word says. What His promise says. If His promises say it, you ought to believe it. Amen? Verse 49 says, For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on, watch this, this just wasn't for Mary. This is for us today. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. It didn't just stop with Mary because she was carrying Jesus. She didn't know really what he was going to turn out to be like. She just knew that she was carrying Jesus. But what does that look like? What did that come, what was, the, what was that going to look like when it come to fruition? It was amazing as we now know, but she didn't know it when she made these statements. But I love when it says that all generations, this word uh, in verse 50, it says, and his mercy, that word mercy can also be translated to blessed, favored. I like that. I, I believe my wife's favored. She's blessed. I mean, I woke up this morning and said, honey, you're blessed. You're highly favored. It, 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 it's, it's, I mean, she got to be favored to live with me. See, y'all thought I was going somewhere else with it, didn't you? Because <laughs> you know me, don't you? <laughs> but I believe that mothers are blessed. I mean, I, I, I see, it's been a long time since we've had kids, like, at the house for, like, a long time. But I see, now I see the, the, in, in my own daughter. The sleepless nights are very little sleep. And, and I see how the dads have to still function and go to work and do those things, and even mothers. And with, with all the demands of motherhood, all the demands of children, but, you know, they're worth it. If you don't, it, look, if you're a mother and you don't think they're worth it, you just ask the grandparent. You keep doing what you're doing. Come on, grandparents, it's time for us to encourage our children to keep having babies and, and take care of them so we can take care of them a little bit home. Amen? I notice when I get tired, I just go to bed. When mamas get tired, they try to put the kids to bed. And guess what happens? Then they got to go do the dishes and the laundry and sweep the floors and try to, try to at least make some, some representation that somebody actually that's alive lives here. Amen? It's just chaos all the time. But mothers, you are blessed from the Lord. But here's the problem that we're running into today. And if, if you have, uh, I don't know of any small, small children in here. Sometimes they get a little graphic. And, and I want to be aware of this. I'm going to show you a video in a few minutes of some things. And, but here's what's happening in our society today. Satan, now hear me out, because I'm not going to be long today. Satan and society is out to kill what only a mother can do. And that's have a child. And if you have a child, they want to kill that child 
outside of the womb. Satan, the, uh, the demonic spirits behind abortion want to kill what God wants to bless you with. That's why I know you're blessed. Because God wants to bless you and Satan wants to take the blessing away. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to destroy the blessing and the joy of raising children. That's what Satan and the society is out for. We're in a very, very confused time in America. And I'm just going to say America because that's where I live. We're at a very crucial time in America. Because I believe God is going to repay. He's going to have, uh, there's, going to be, there's going to be a penalty for these murdering abortionists. The people who, who advocate for abortion, unless they repent and turn from their ways, they will be punished from God. I want to show you a clip. You just stay with me all for the next few minutes. You just stay with me. Okay, will you do that? It won't be much longer. Hunter, you ready? Bethany? Look, the idea that it concerns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose within the limits of a Supreme Court decision in case number one. But even more, equally as profound, is the rationale used. And it would mean that every other decision relating to the notion of privacy is thrown into question. If the rationale of the decision as released were to be sustained, a whole range of rights are in question. A whole range of rights. And the idea we're letting the states make those decisions, localities make those decisions, would be a fundamental shift in what we've done. So it goes far beyond, in my view, if it becomes a law and if what is written is what remains. It goes far beyond the concern of whether or not there is the right to choose. It goes to other basic rights, the right to marry, the right to determine a whole range of things. Did they do away with the filibuster to codify Roe? I'm not, I'm not prepared to make those judgments now about, uh, but you know, uh, I think the codification of Roe makes a lot of sense. Look, think what Roe says. Roe says what all basic mainstream religions have historically concluded, that the, right, that the existence of a human life and being is a question. Is it at the moment of conception? Is it six months? Is it six weeks? Is it, is it quickening like Aquinas argued? I mean, so the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. For years, the radical left has attacked the institution of the Supreme Court. Last night, it appears their campaign hit a new low. Historically, the justices, clerks, and staff have prized and protected the court's confidentiality. The justices must be able 
to discuss and deliberate in an environment of total trust and privacy. Americans cannot receive a fair trial if politicians, pundits, bullies, and mobs get a say in court. Look, all of this puts the cart before the horse. Um, we have three Supreme Court clerks in my conference. They all explain the procedure. And our entire conversation today was about what I've just been talking to you about. And you need, it seems to me, excuse the lecture, uh, to concentrate on what the news is today. Not a leaked draft, but the fact that the draft was leaked. On that, I think like many people across this country and certainly here in the city, I felt a gut punch when I saw the news breaking across many uh, wire services last night. It is a um, despairing moment, um, depressing moment, I will say, but unfortunately not a surprising moment. Too many things in our country have become highly politicized, and now we know with absolute certainty that the U.S. Supreme Court is one of those entities. First of all, um, the leak is absolutely reprehensible and needs to be condemned in the strongest possible terms. I, I really find it shocking that, um, that this would happen. I, I un understand it is unprecedented. Uh, second point is Roe is still the law of the land. Um, we don't know the direction that this decision may ultimately take, but if if it goes in the direction that this leaked copy has, has indicated, um, I will just tell you that it, 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 it rocks my confidence in, in the court right now. Would it be time so for Congress to step in and affirm the concept of Roe v. Wade? Well, Senator uh, uh, Collins and I, in February, introduced uh, a bill that would codify Roe v. Wade. I thought it made sense then, and I think it makes perhaps more sense now. Would you Connecticut women for Connecticut families concerned hearing about this leak? What do you want them to know here in Connecticut? I want them to know that despite the federal government and the potential that the courts will overturn Roe v. Wade, we're not going to let that happen in Connecticut. We're going to fight for women's rights and reproductive rights. I don't need politicians getting between um, a mom and her doctor. Let them make the decision themselves. We don't fund abortion with taxpayer dollars. If a woman wants to get an abortion, she will probably still get it. That's the question. You asked me a question. Am I going to start supporting the use of taxpayer dollars to fund abortion? No, I'm not. That's the law of the land today. We have the Hyde Amendment. There's a restriction on using federal taxpayer dollars to fund abortion. I, will, I would advocate for that restriction at home. Believe it or not, there are a lot of people who are against abortion, who don't want their money used. Unless you have um, cut off your televisions and, and not watched any news in the last week, you know that Roe versus Wade is at least um, in the balance of being overturned through this leaked system, <clears throat> uh, there's so much more that goes that, that's involved with Roe versus Wade. The president um, even said that uh, he didn't want this power to be back to the states. That's where it should be anyway. See, that's limited government. One of the things we're fighting, and I'm going to stay on topic in just a minute, but one of the things we're fighting is big government getting bigger. 
And when the big government gets bigger, they take over the rights of the states, you and I. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of get a little political. I am not really, uh, I'm not for the Democrats at all, and I'm not for the Republicans uh, as a majority. Uh, we saw one Republican. Uh, she's for this abortion. The, the, look, it's across the board. What I am here for is a conservative, biblical worldview men, uh, people to be in positions to make laws. And unless we get involved, unless we get on board, unless we get in, involved in the politics, come on. I know we don't like to do this. In church, you know, we're going to pray it out. We pray it and then go do something, okay? So, so what's happening is these people are gut wrenched that we're murdering children. They were just, oh, it's, it, have you watched any of the news to see? They're acting like absolute nuts, like little kids that have temper tantrums and, and because they're wanting to be able to kill a child. Something is wrong with us spiritually and morally in our country. We have missed the mark by a mile. When we want to kill innocent children, the Bible says we're not supposed to, to shed innocent blood. There's no more innocence than a child. I was reading last night just because I, I wanted to see how whacked we were. And I read a lot of the, not all 50, but probably 25 or 30 different laws in each state about what were the penalties if you were to kill a dog or a cat. Do you know that they're much larger? It ranges, I mean, it's all over the board. It ranges from anywhere from a, from a misdemeanor to a felony to, to one year or six, six months in prison, $1,000 up to $10,000 and 10 years in prison. It's just all over the board. Now, I'm not saying you ought to go out and kill animals and things like that. It's not what I'm advocating. I'm telling you that when we have stricter laws that will send you to jail for killing an animal and then you can go out and we advocate and put people, you voted, I voted for people to go to Washington to, to kill babies, to vote for that. That's wrong. We've missed it somewhere. You quit calling yourself a Christian. I know this is tough. But if you vote and you're for killing babies, you need to come back to the altar. You're really, hear me, you're not a Christian. You cannot be a Christian and advocate for abortion. It's impossible. It's against God's laws. It's against His commandments and His principles. And I know that there's a lot of things, a lot of people say, well, what about rape and what about this and what about incest? That's irrelevant. God created that baby. You're, you're wanting to get rid of the baby because of the method of the vehicle that He got here in. What if we did that for you? We don't like what you're doing. We don't like how you got to, we're going to kill you. Ronald Reagan said it best. He said, I noticed that the people are for abortion. Every one of them's alive. <laughs> it's time that the church stand up. Quit playing games with these people that are blatantly that you vote for because you like their name or who they're connected with and send them to an office and you don't know how they're going to vote. Let's pin them down. Do you know we go to great lengths to get you some resources out here so you can study those things so you know who's going to vote for what. And I'm going to tell you, if they say you got to call the office, you be weary of those people. 
Do you hear me? If it's on that thing, you be weary. Because you know what? They don't want to write what they believe down on a piece of paper so it would be brought back up to them. You write it down. You put it in writing. And then I can hold your feet to the fire. But as long as it's you said, he said, she said, we said, I didn't say that. Come on, I'm telling you, we're in a battle. Just because somebody's uh, uh, mama, daddy, or grandma, grandpa was good, don't mean that they are. Don't mean they got the same values. I am talking about Mother's Day because without a mother, there won't be a child. You can't convince me. that Larry and Steve can have a baby. But I'd sure like to be there when that happens. Because we're going to witness a miracle. It ain't going to happen. I hope y'all love me when I get done. And I ain't long from being done. Reproductive rights was the topic you heard. That's but the oh reproductive rights, women's health care, all that, right? You know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock you now. You need to pay attention to what I'm gonna say. Y'all can hear me good up in the balcony, right? Because I'm I'm fit to say something. I, your pastor, am for reproductive rights. I am. Watch this. I am for. Reproductive rights? I wanted to write this down so I wouldn't forget my thoughts. You have every right not to reproduce a child. You have every right not to have sexual relations with someone that could get you pregnant. You have every right to deny yourself your fleshly desires and lust to go to bed with somebody that could get you pregnant. You have every right to say no. You got that right. But you do not have the right to murder an innocent child because you did not have self-control in the bedroom. That's a reproductive right. When you get off into killing a child, that is not reproductive right. That is not women's health care. That's murder. Quit calling it something that it's not. It is murder. And if you've been sucked into this thing about reproductive rights and women's health care, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. You're just wrong. Abortion is murder in God's eyes. And it's murder in the, people's, in the majority of the people in America. Why do you think such demonic forces are at work right now in front of the Supreme Court? There's been more money thrown at legislative people this week trying to lobby them to lobby somebody else to get them to change their mind. Now, I'm not always, hadn't always been a fan of the Supreme Court the way it, 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 it is, but I am a fan of our three branches of government. And thank God we have some type of checks and balances that are still in place. Now, look, I said I was going to get a little political, and I am, and, and, and it's okay. You, you can love on me and, and hate on me. It don't matter. I'm going to still love you. But if we had not had the previous president that, whether you call him saved or not, I don't care. I'm not talking about that did not appoint some, at least some conservative Supreme Court justices, we would have been 
uh, doom. We would have been suppressed in this area. It would have never come to fruition. Thank God that there was a man in there that said, I don't care what you think. This is what I believe God wants. I believe God used the man regardless of where he was with him. Spiritually speaking. Don't know, it's not my job. I'm just telling you that if we got to elect the people in there that's going to stand for biblical views, and if we don't, don't be shocked when you see this stuff. Don't be shocked at some of the things I'm fixing to tell you. Don't be shocked at all. And I'm going to, I'm going to step on, man, I'm stepping on, on out here. If you go to a, a voting poll, a voting booth, and you walk in there unprepared in the year 2022 with all of the electronic devices where you can look up and research for yourself how people are voting and what they stand for, and you walk in there uninformed, shame on you. Please, just don't even vote. Because if you just go through there checking the boxes, what are we going to end up with? I can show you. Just take a big picture of Washington, D.C., and that's what you got. Take a picture of Chicago, and you'll see a, see a mayor there that's, that's uh, a lesbian, and she's just gut wrenched. But it don't make you no difference. Shouldn't make her any difference. She can't get pregnant with her, whatever you call it. I'd like to see it. This is how whacked we are. Whoo! I'm already out here, ain't I? Well, I'm going to finish on up pretty quick. I'm going to have to after this one. So while we on the topic of self-control, mothers, young ladies, young daughters, help control lust and quit wearing these skirts that come up to your hoo-ha. It's not your fault that a man has lust, but you ain't, you ain't helping. When a man has to leave the church house and repent for lustful thoughts because he sees women coming in with skirts where we can see everything. Woo, shout me down now. Honey, we either getting a raise or getting fired. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm telling you, if you... If you don't want people, listen to me, if you don't want people pilfering around your barn, shut the door. If you're worried about that kind, shut the door. Young boys, listen to me. Mamas and daddies, young boys are after the golden prize when they take your daughter out. And if you allow them to leave the house that shows where the golden egg's laying, get ready. Don't be surprised if somebody ends up pregnant. I love you to the moon and back, as I tell my grandbaby. I love you to the moon and back. And then one more time. This is not easy for me to say to to some of y'all. 
but I love you. And I know that there's some things got to change in the church house. Because if things don't change in the church house, things ain't going to change at the White House. If we're okay with it here, guess what? They're going to be way off whack up there. You can either say, Pastor, I'm going to vote you out, or Pastor, I love you. Don't make me no different. But let's give the Lord a hand praise, a clap of praise right now. In California, as we speak, AB Assembly Bill 2223 in California, I read the bill myself. Do you know that they're advocating, they're pushing that you can kill a baby, hear me out, a baby, 28 days after its birth? 28 days after a child's born in California, they're pushing for Assembly Bill 2223 to be passed, that you can kill a, be- a baby 28 days after its birth, after the birth. Here's the catcher. During that time, during that time, if this bill passes, there's provisions all in the law that says if the mother, if this child dies for any reason within that 28 days, any reason, that you cannot be prosecuted, criminal charges can't be brought against you or anything like that. And, and if they are, if they are, whoever brings the charges can be sued and have to pay the expenses. That, that, that's good. You, you can go online and read it. A.B. Assembly Bill 2223. Well, Pastor, that, I just don't believe Well, I, I didn't ask you to believe it. I'm just telling you it's real. It's on there. You can go read it. It's all over the news. We've got to pay attention to these things. 28 days. 28 days? You say, oh, that, that just blows me away. Well, Governor Northam uh, uh, um, in, uh, was it the Carolinas or, or Virginia? One of those up in Virginia? Uh, last year, year before last, he, he, he proposed the bill that uh, if the woman has a baby, just if they don't, don't know yet where they want it, set it aside and we'll decide as a doctor... And a, wa- a mother, whether that baby should live or not. And if they decide not to, well, we'll just kill it. It's born. It's a living child. It was a living child at conception, by the way. If you were wondering where all that starts. Now, I don't know where that, where our president come up with, with uh, it's a, 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 a discussion in, in Christian circles when life starts. I've never been a debate in my, it, 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 I'm going to say in the Assemblies of God, never been a debate. It's when conception starts, the baby is alive. According to Scripture, that's what it is. Not, not, not three months, six months, not when you hear a heartbeat. No. I'm talking about when that baby is conceived, it's a baby. Amen. Living and living begets living. Living. That's right. Reproduces out of its own kind. I'm telling you, church. We've got to stand up for these rights. Mothers, you've got to stand up for what you believe. This is Mother's Day. I mean, you're, you're blessed. What the Bible says, you're blessed. It's not a curse. It's not a curse that you have a child. Oh, it's going to mess my life up. Mess your life up. You got more issues than that if that's going to mess your life up. They're the greatest blessing ever. I don't care what form they come in. 
I don't care if they come and they're not, they don't have all their faculties. I don't care if they, if they come and they don't, they don't have all of their, their extremities. I don't care. They're a blessing from the Lord. Hallelujah. So this bill, we need to pray against this bill. That somebody in California gets saved. I'm going to close. If you look on the news, you look all around, you think, man, we're in a losing battle. We're, we're going to lose this thing. We're, it, it, it's done. But I'm here to tell you, it's not done. It is not done if the Christians will do what Christians are called to do and I mean get before God when they sang that song this morning my heart burns for you well if we could just get where our heart would burn for God and the things of God and the principles of God and his commandments do you know that we would start getting involved in every area of of life including politics, because they, uh, I'm t- listen to me, politics affects your life. Uh, politics, if not careful, will affect the way you worship, when you worship, if you get to worship. If you don't believe that, just trot right on up there north of us to our little neighbors up there called Canadians. And you just find out what's going on up there. They're in prison, uh, putting pri- uh, pastors in prison today. I guarantee you today. You'll hear about it tomorrow if you listen to anything other than uh, CNN or MSNBC or something, you'll find that tomorrow there'll be pastors put in jail because they said something about homosexuality. They said something about abortion. Come on. Church, we, 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 we got to get real. We got to stop playing patty cake with God and coming to church and thinking I've done a good deed because I showed up. No, you're, you're, you need to get involved. I need to get involved. The Word of God gives us hope. I want to close with this because that's just, whoo. So I want to close with the Word of God that gives us hope. Amen. In Psalms 27, verse 13, I like this. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness, listen to me, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It is not over there. It's not when you get to heaven. The scripture says right here in the land of the living, if I, if I, lose, if I, if I lose everything, but I got hope in Jesus, guess what? I still got hope in the land of living while I'm alive. I've got hope because he's still alive. He's still on the throne. There's hope while you live. Quit kicking it down the road saying it's all, it's over yonder, it's over yonder. Praise God, that's a given if you're saved. It's already done there. I'm talking about here. Whoo! Glory to God. I enjoy living life. I want to see, look, the Bible teaches us that the Father gives good gifts. There's a parable in the Gospels that says if the earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more does the heavenly father know how to give good gifts? I think they're a little better. He's got a little more resources, okay? Don't you think God wants us to, to live prosperous and, and good and, and be our, as our soul prospers? Don't you think that he wants us to see babies live? 
Don't you think he wants to see marriages succeed and churches grow and people get saved? Well, there's four people convinced of that. That's a start. I have hope with four, okay? Verse 14 says this, wait on the Lord. Now hold up just a minute. That don't mean sit on your blessed assurance and do nothing. That means you, you get on your knees and pray, God, where do you want me to go to work at in the kingdom? Might be on the school board. Might be a, a, in mayor. Might be a county judge. It might be a, a state senator. It might be a, a legislator. It might be a governor. Whatever it is. Where do you, it might be simply, it might be simply standing on the corner, passing out some good tracts when it comes voting time, saying, this person stands for this this person stands for this. We don't want to do that. Then they think you're weird. How many wants to sign up for the weirdo class? Let me tell you this. You're a Christian. They already think you're a weirdo. Let's prove it. Let's do something to really back that up. Boy, that church over there, they believe in, in helping them babies. They believe in, in, in uh, babies being born. Sure do. Sure do. I was a baby once. Thank God. Amen. It says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He said, look, this is what this means. Get busy about what God's called you. You ain't got to pray. Look, you, there ain't enough time for you to pray for the next five years of what God wants you to do. You already know. Quit trying to convince him that you want to do something different because you don't have the education or the knowledge, the experience. So what? He'll give that to you if you'll just say yes. And when you say yes, guess what? He's going to put you to work. And it might not necessarily be in your preferred field. Woo! It's time that we stand up as a church and say, you know what? Whatever God's about, that's what I'm going to be about. I'm, I'm, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to work for God. Colossians 3 says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Do it heartily. In other words, with everything you got, do it unto the Lord. When are we going to get to that place? Well, we do it for the Lord. Research. I'm going to close. I know you're going to get out early. And the restaurant's going to be shocked that LVA Church showed up first. You're going to be all right. Tell them it probably ain't going to happen next week. Church, I'm ready. I'm ready us to get busy about kingdom business let's get busy about what God's called us to do and let's do it with everything that's within us amen will you do that with me I'm not asking you to do anything crazy just do what God's called you to do just do what God's called you. And he's, he didn't call you to sit back and watch abortion go rampant. He didn't, set us, he didn't set, uh, tell us to sit down and wait and let um, homosexuality go through the roof. And LGBTQ 
LMNOP, all that other stuff they got going on. I don't know what it all it is. They just keep adding letters to that foolishness. It's crazy. Is, is it crazy? Never in my life. Anyway, I'm rambling, so I'm going I'm I'm to bless you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to bless you. But, but I want to do this, too. If I can have some musicians. Uh, Lee, will you come on up? And, Lee, this is, you were out a while ago, but this is your first Mother's Day. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that uh, she's a mother. Amen. Thank you, Lord. How many of you know God is good? How many of you know God's got good things planned for you? Let me just say it again because I don't know that everybody heard. How many of you know God's got good plans for you? How many of you know that every promise God has for you, it's good? I would never wish anything bad on any of my children. We referred to a while ago that God is a good God. Jerry, he's a good God. I don't care what he means. He's a good God. Even in the middle and the, the worst times, he's a good God. And the worst things happen to you, he's still good. It doesn't change him. His, his goodness doesn't change because of your circumstance. You understand that, right? His goodness is not based on that. He's a good God. And he wants good things for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, that, I know the plans I have for you. And they're good. To prosper you and bring you to a good end. Well, I just believe that. Even here, yeah, in the land of the living, even here. In the land of the living. Right here. Well, don't look that good in my situation, Pastor. Wait on the Lord. Keep praying. He's got good promises. He's got good things for you. You, got, you don't give up hope. I think so many times we get right to, the, right to where we, we get to the brink of what God really wants to do in our lives, and we get scared. And we say, well, what if? What if if I open that door and it's just a cliff? Well, we need to settle it in our minds. As Abraham settled it in his mind, we need to settle it. That whatever God's promises are, they still are today. And when you get that settled, man, I'm telling you, life begins to, to expand for you. Do you believe that? God has good plans for you. Will you stand with me across this building?